Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Plot Strikes Back. And probably the start of one of your favorites. Yep. May the 4th be with you. Ah, finally. Always. Yes, always. Highly anticipated Star Wars movie. The first of many to come. We are talking about the movie that kicked it off. The movie that started it all from George Lucas, the man, the legend, certainly not a myth, A New Hope, episode four. I, I left room for an applause. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Sound bit. Definitely yes. applause. New Hope. You know, it's it's really hard to think back when I was a kid, when my parents first showed me this movie on VHS. VHS. Was it the was it the trilogy pack? Because that was one my dad had and that's the one me and my brothers will always, would always watch. We have that, but my dad uh you know like recorded it when it was Oh wow. On, like on like, TV? TV. Yeah. <laughs> like he still has those tapes Gee, where he like labeled I, like Star Wars on them. Oh man. I think but, my dad still has a VHS. And, but it's the old school stuff like the un, you know, edited before you know Lucas went back and and made the changes, like when he started to add some like CGI stuff to them, yeah, the three imaged mm-hmm. versions or whatever they're called. Well, that was like early two thousands. Yeah, but that but see even then like when when he did that, I mean I, I was glad he did it to an extent because they put them back in the theater. Oh, I didn't know. They so did that. yeah, so and and they did. I forget if the process was like one every year, I believe. Um, so it's like I got to see the you know the reimaged uh, you know a new hope when when Lucas went back and did those changes which I thought I was like oh my god even though this movie's been out I'm going to get a chance to see Star Wars in the theater again as a young kid and you know um I mean it was definitely something I fell in love with immediately yeah you know and it uh is still to this day obviously one of the biggest IPs that I'm very passionate about yeah you know between that and and you know um you know tolkien are are my top two um you know i'd say like marvel is probably third third closest um to anything else but you know it's funny because when you watch this i mean i i have a a bunch of editions i have the you know special blu-ray edition set of all you know of episodes one through six Mm -hmm. that was put out and with a special you know, box sets that have like extra DVDs or, you know, Blu-rays with, you know, all the other features on it, deleted scenes. And, you know, it's, it's great to kind of see a lot of other videos that, that came out after, you know, like, like just the, the main actors with, you know, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill. Yeah. They're talking about how they, like when they were auditioning, how they got kind of just got the parts and fell into it, you know, and, uh, you know, I think still to this day, Mark Hamill will do like an impression of Harrison Ford yeah. um, about like how his hair looks. And he's like, hey, kid, it's not that type of movie no where everyone can what your hair looks. Like. Yeah, we're all screwed. At this is what, you know, what it boils down to. And yeah, um, but I think it's funny when you watch it here on Disney Plus, it still shows the 20th Century Fox. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's something that I I, I really do miss because it was just something when you see it in theaters, it's in yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. Right? 
and then just this what that know, that was always the oh guys shut up shut up everyone shut up yeah like and it, it this i remember like the, the, the theater is quiet right and, and then a long time ago in a galaxy far far away pops up and just the way john williams creates the the introduction yeah and then you see like the 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 the, the scroll text uh, about what the movies you consist know, of anytime i watch a star wars movie it makes me mad whenever this comes like when any star wars movie comes comes on the tv and it's i've seen the movie a million times i've seen them all a million times yeah you know except you know but i've seen i've seen them a million times and no matter what you're always gonna want to read it yeah and whenever i'm watching it with someone and if they're on their phone i'm just like why are you in my presence right now <laughs> read the screen yeah literally uh a New Hope. It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, Rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored you space know. station with strong, with enough power to, to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the uh, Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. Boom. There's the synopsis for the whole movie right yeah. there. Like at the very beginning, you kind cool. of know what to expect, right? Like, yeah. And also the one thing I also love about Star Wars movies is that they never actually start at the beginning. There's always some going on. Well, like not only that, but I think, you know, it, it was always, and as a kid, I always wondered too, like, wait, this is episode four. What about yeah. one, two and three? Yeah, I you remember know? having that same thing, and I have this and Tarantino to thank for non-linear storytelling and my own stuff. Um, but yeah, it just it started in the middle. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that was a wise decision for for Lucas to have an idea of of this universe, right? And and again, I, I really think that in terms of people who have a vision for something so unbelievably vast, you know, that they, you again, like create a, you create a galaxy. So like you've got George Lucas who creates star Wars, you've got J.R.R. Tolkien who, you know, creates everything around like the Hobbit and Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings, right. And middle earth, um, you know, and that was, he's like, since then there have been other, other writers, other, um, you know, I guess maybe like story visionaries that have, you know, I, I think I'll, I'll throw like Stanley in there as well. I think Stan, you, you, like duh. you have to, right? So, and anything in like in the you know, big IT, I, I think J.K. Rowling is another one who yeah, you know, created I, I everything with that. Harry Potter and, and Hogwarts. Because it creates a world that invites others of yeah. the same kind to come into it. No matter yeah, what. and it's, it's an invitation of of the imagination. And I mean, just the way, you know, this particular movie starts out, you know, and you kind of just don't know, you kind of know what's going on from the scroll text, but I think, you know, Lucas is trying to get everyone in this like mindset that everything is there's, there's been a lot of chaos in the galaxy and you know, from the start who the good guys are and you know, from the start who the bad guys are. You know, and you see, you know, some rebel troopers, you know, firing against the the stormtroopers who have terrible shots. Their accuracy is 
is garbage, which is like an ongoing joke with Star Wars, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. But then again, at the very beginning, and this is just great storytelling. And I don't know how other, other, you know, writers haven't done this or they fail to do this. George Lucas goes, no, here's the big bad. Here's Darth Vader. Dude. One of the greatest characters ever made. The greatest character ever made. And I, and I will die on that hill. Villain? Greatest villain ever made? Greatest villain. But also you have to think about... Well, his redemption, too. And his rise, his, too. Yeah, his past. So you have you have 22 years of light, and you have 22 years of uh, dark with him. So it's like he's the yeah. coolest character ever created. Yeah, Best I mean... Best dark he, ever. Yeah, and it's just... I, I Again, I'm trying to think back of when I first... When you first see him, because... He he just has this this presence, and I mean, oh, man. again, you've Look got oh, God. Like he just the way he looks. <laughs> We've got it playing in the background, and obviously, we're just wow. And again, I think these movies, especially the OG you know trilogies, you know four, five, and six, mm-hmm. I will watch them anytime, any day. Doesn't matter how I'm feeling or whatever, you know. And again, as you said. I've seen them thousands of times, you know, can quote the entire movie and I'll watch them a thousand more until the day I die. Yep. And it's because these, these movies are timeless and they, these, these movies are again, like are, are like the epitome of, of classics. And I think this movie and gone with the wind, uh, till this day have the most opening ticket sales, like in cinema history. It's wild. And it's, cr- yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, the God with the wind, there was really nothing much else when that came out. But I mean, you feel, I feel like, you know, when Star Wars, you know, came out, it's like this sort of, it, it changed things in cinema. No, it definitely did. You know, and I mean, even for this part here, yep, like just this single part, he's got him a foot off the ground questioning him. Yeah. Just lifting him up, choking him. And like, <laughs> not only that, but the the legendary James Earl Jones, yeah, is doing the voice of Lord Vader, and it's just like, it you could not have had a better actor, a better person to do his voice. Like you'll you'll play other games, you'll hear other things. Like for example, like uh, you know, some of the recent games that like video games have come out where Vader might make an appearance. Oh, in. like um. I mean, Fallen Order pops up as the last, yeah. most recent one. Yeah. At the end. And it's not James Earl Jones. And it's just like, it's close, but it's not perfect. And, 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 and people like us, we can hear that because we've watched and we've heard James Earl Jones' voice for decades. And it's like almost imprinted into our, literally our brain. And, and again, that like kudos to to George Lucas for just knowing what Darth Vader should sound like, and then going, well, it has to be James Earl Jones, you know, and you know, and other movies that James Earl Jones has been in, it's sort of just like you can't not see Darth Vader at the same time. Yeah, like one of my other favorite movies of all time is uh, The Sandlot. Yep, and like you just you hear him talking. 
And he's obviously completely different in that movie. But you're like, oh, that's he's that's laughing, Vader. he's joking around as like a you know you know ex professional like you know, I'm uh, like major league baseball player. Mm-hmm. And he went blind, I think. Yeah, he got hit in the eye, yep. and, and uh, knocked his vision out. But yeah, you, you just you see and you hear Vader from him, you know. And I think it's funny in retrospect, like when you when you go back and watch these movies and you see the conflict between like you know. Darth Vader here talking to Princess Leia, and it's like uh, you're yelling at your kid, basically. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is so funny, but uh, it's it's th- it's just like, I mean, and only Lucas at that point kind of knew, you know. So it's like he just got this like ongoing joke that like he's like, hey, little wait till they find out that like you know, uh, you know who 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 is who his kids are. Yeah, you know. Oh my God! It's just he's a character that, no matter what. You're just like what, like the entire time we're sitting here talking. I'm like watching the movie in the background right now, watching him on screen. Yeah, it's just and that is, I think, a, a a sentiment to the powerful. You know, like, you know what I mean, like the presence he has. Yeah, and you and you and you think and you hear a lot of like what he says about, uh, just I mean the delivery of his lines, and. And again, I'm not quite too sure who wrote his dialogue per se, but just assuming it was Lucas himself. I would assume so. Yeah. Like it's just, man, it's so spot on. I mean, one of the, one of the best lines, and there's a ton of great lines in this movie that Mm. again, have just uh, transcended pop culture, you know, to the, I got a bad feeling about this. I got a bad feeling about this, you know, to like, um, a couple other ones that I've used before, like you know, great kid, don't get cocky. I got him! I got him! Great kid, don't get cocky. Yeah. Or, or you know, speaking to Darth Vader when he says, "I find your lack of faith disturbing," and he's just choking brother out, like, "Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed." Oh, your ancient religion is no match for the power that this Death Star. And it's just like, he's just choking. Out. He's just like rebels hidden fort. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's like, I could kill you right now in front of everyone, and the Death Star ain't going to do jack. So, hush your mouth. I'm going to hush it for you. Grand Moff Tarkin. No. He's like, Lord Vader, release him. Like, old man old man Tarkin. Yep. You know? <laughs> but at that point, you... See, I always wondered, like, as a kid, when I first watched this, I was like, why didn't you just kill him? Like, like I get it now, but I'm like, at the time I was like, no one's more powerful than him. Like what, 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 like who's stopping him? And then obviously, you know, you find out more about it. But as a kid, I'm just like, dad, well, you know, it's funny though. Like considering, again, this is all in hindsight, but considering the, the death Star gets blown up, right? So Tarkin's on the death Star when it blows up. So all those officers would have gotten blown up anyway. Yeah. So the fact that if, whether Vader kills him now or, or, or waits for him to get blown to smithereens and space dust, like he would have died. He, he dies regardless. So yeah. it's sort of like it almost would have been like, I can't say it would have been more intimidating. Cause it's like, again, Vader could have just killed him right then and there and just, just and fully displayed, but he still displayed the, the power of the force. Cause I, everyone's just, you know, watching him going like, uh, what's happening. And he's just like, I'm choking you with the force right now. 
I could kill you, but I won't. Now, I will say this. Because he's he's evil and he's, he's a Sith Lord, mm-hmm. that's kind of what Sith Lords do. Like, they just will kill people because they're like, you're in my way. You're insignificant. Move. Yeah, like... Like that, like that dude's position. He's probably what like is a, irrelevant. He's probably like the 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 commander of 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 loading bay D. But you, you know but here's mean? but again like we're we're jumping movies. But just just as an example, in the Empire Strikes Back, great one. When they're trying to find the Haas system, he kills like three commanders. He's like. He kills like an admiral, like he kills Captain one on FaceTime. Nita. Yeah, dude, like yeah. all yeah. in the span Star of like FaceTime. what, like ten minutes? Yeah, ten movie like, minutes? Maybe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like so the fact that he didn't do it there, it's like he showed a little bit of mercy, which is almost uncharacteristic <laughs> of Vader. Like, and because of Grand Moff Tarkin, yeah, Vader release him. It's like, dude, oh, like God. you're not like obviously like Vader's not going to kill Tarkin, but that dude is beneath Tarkin, so. You know, I think Tarkin was just trying to like control the room because obviously it's like Vader could have just choke everyone with the force and be like, also, ah, all right. you know, at some point, at what point do you go like, so, so when is the guy going to die? We've got a meeting to finish. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's just like, so like, what do we, like, someone ma- probably kicked top, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin's foot under the table, like, yo, yeah, like, yo stop. Yeah. He's like, Vader, really something. Did you imagine though, after, after the meeting is over, someone goes up to Vader and is like, Shh. Uh, Lord Vader, I wish you would have just you know killed that guy because he's really annoying. Can you imagine the minutes? The, the poor assistant in the corner taking notes, and Grand Moff Tarkin goes, "Delete that. <laughs> De- delete that end part." Yeah, the Emperor you... doesn't doesn't need to know that. Or it gets back to the Emperor, the Emperor, and the Emperor's like, uh, "Vader, why didn't you just kill this guy?" You know, <laughs> Lord Vader, you're getting soft, Lord Vader. Lord Vader. You know, you know, you know what, you know what, uh, no, it's, this is the perfect response. You know what, you know what, uh, old pals would have said, do it. Yes. Do it. It's fitting actually. Yeah. So he, he would have been like, do it. And, and Tarkin would have been like, no, release him. Force lightning. Man. That's one thing I got. I'm, I'm super sad that we never got from Vader, but it makes sense. Yeah. No. I mean, I think if he never would have had that incident on Mustafar, mm-hmm. And because one thing that Lucas, and this is, this is, you know, in context to where the way we see Vader in, in a, in a new hope here, like up to that scene, you know, we, we see how powerful he is with the force at that moment. And it's like, he's not even trying, but one thing that George Lucas said was when he, you know, got his arm, his limbs, uh, chopped off by mm-hmm. Obi-Wan, it reduced his power by like 75%. So like we're seeing in, in, in a new hope here, we're seeing a nerfed Darth Vader. Yeah. You know, so and even in rogue one in that scene, we're seeing a nerfed. Vader. Yeah. That was like child's play for him. That is. So it's like, we, you know, and, and again, we've never really seen him at a full potential you know, and again, he's, he's lost all of his limbs, literally. So it's like, and he was burned to a crisp. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got a special suit to, you know, essentially keep him alive. But I think that's one of the cool things that the, the Marvel comic does. It, it kind of goes more into that. And I think it would be really cool if they would, if they would eventually like honor that comic and make it into like, you know, 
like follow it to a T with a movie or an actual show and not skimp it. But yeah, it's like this, like this whole, the, I forget what they're called. I think they're like Dunebacks. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, these were you know, added in on Tatooine. And I mean, again, I think it's cool the way you know, Lucas created a lot of things in the movie. Like Tatooine is an actual, um, actual place in, uh, to, uh, Tunisia. And, uh, it looks like that. So it's like, um, I forgot who it was that was complaining about it. Probably everybody. Yeah. It was hot out there. It was hot. It was windy sandstorms and stuff like that. But I mean, just the amount of creatures that were created in this universe, right? Mm-hmm. You've got you know, the different types of, you know, droids. You've got the different types of, you know, you know, creatures on different planets. Like on, you know, in Tatooine, we're, we're introduced to, to Jawas. And I mean, just it, the kind of nature that, that they're, Tuscan Raiders. I mean, yeah, yeah, the same people, Tuscan Raiders, um, which <laughs> you know, it, it's just kind of great to kind of hear a lot of the the logic that goes into, um, you know, what Obi Wan uh, or Ben Kenobi says. You know, it says, you know, the Sand People hide hide their hide their tracks and and numbers, so they just go like single file, whereas like well, these tracks are you know, side by side, which is basically how you, and you see it, how, you know, when they're, you know, when they're on the Death Star, they're, they're always in, in, you know, double file. Mm-hmm. So side by side, much like they kind of are in a lot of like armed forces, you know? Oh yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's kind of interesting to see the characteristics of, you know, again, our, our main protagonist as, as Luke Skywalker and, you know, he's just a farm boy doesn't know too much about the galaxy only what is um non-biological uncle yeah has told him and even then he hasn't told him the truth cuz you know they're like eating dinner or whatever the food whatever and and he starts questioning about like I think I want to apply like to the academy again this year and he's like I need you for another another rotation right like I need you he mentioned something about Ben Kenobi and he's like I told you to drop it like, yeah he like 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 Owen Lars wants nothing to do with anything related to Anakin Skywalker or Ben Kenobi. Which makes sense after we see, you know, the show. Yeah, as we know, you know, after you watch the the prequels, after you watch Kenobi, you know, it it does make a little bit more sense. And it it fills the gaps in. And I think for the sake of when those didn't exist and all we had were the OG movies, mm-hmm. you, and now I think that was one of the coolest parts is just thinking about trying to figure out how it got there. Yeah. Like why, why does he not want to talk about it? You know what? You know, like I, I never forget when, you know, I was probably in middle school and, you know, Ben Kenobi is talking to Luke and I think when when they're at Luke's or sorry, they're at Ben Kadobi's little hut, and he's talking about his father's lightsaber, you know, and almost like takes his own head off. Yep. <laughs> There's some funny memes memes about that lightsaber. And said, this is your father's lightsaber. He murdered a bunch of kids with it, like, <laughs> <laughs> which is true, you know. But again, at that time, we didn't know about it, and there was never any like well, he killed you, young you're names, just, right? You're just like I remember seeing this the first time, and I'm like. Dad, what are the Clone Wars? Yeah, and he's so, like, I don't know. I was, I was gonna say the mentioning of the Clone Wars just sounded so cool. Yeah, and then even when you get to the uh, prequel trilogy, 
You're kind of waiting for it. You're still waiting for it because so I, I obviously I, I still, you know, I haven't seen the Clone Wars show, mm. but I saw they I saw the original one that was on like Cartoon Network. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, that one was really good before and, it changed, and then but. Aside from that, you just didn't know. And then you got to the movie and you're like, you see the Clone Wars about to happen. And then you roll, roll right into Revenge of the Sith a couple of years later. And you're like, oh. Yeah. So we don't actually go into detail. And then that's when the show comes out about everything. You know? Yeah. And, and obviously, like, we know that the movie sets up the Clone Wars and it's called the Clone Wars. But we don't see it take place. And, and the clones. And granted, like, the the show comes out. Uh, the first show that came out and here's the, here's the weird thing about it. And it doesn't make sense when they were like, Oh, it's not Canon. But the reason why general Grievous is choking a lot is from that show. From that show. Cause Windu. Mace Windu, Mace Windu right? he like forced, like chokes his heart. Yeah. Is how, how was he able to do that as a Jedi? I guess that means that's the blue or I mean the purple. Yeah. It was told and was talked about Mace Windu. Did he dabble a little bit? In- yeah. Like he, it's like he understood the, I don't want to quite say potential. I forget the actual like word usage. Um, it's that, like he understood it enough to know how to. Like, yeah, like he even, um, I'm pretty sure Lucas or um, a comic that talked about it, but even his saber style. And that's why he was able to beat Sidious in a lightsaber duel. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. it was like, it's not light versus dark. It's like, I'm a, I'm a Jedi. I'm a, Je- I'm a Jedi master. And I'm fighting, fighting the Sith Lord. But my saber style is unique to the point where it is very much reminiscent of a Sith Lord. Ooh. So it's not like light versus dark where they kind of cancel each other out. It's like, nope. Uh, I'm going to, I can beat you at your own game. Yeah. So... Uh, and, and yeah, like that's why he knows a lot about, you know, you know, the using his tactics, I guess, to his advantage while, while not losing. And yeah. I think like when people talk about some of the greatest like Jedis, I think people will sleep on Mace Windu sometimes. So like, he's is, not the best of all time. Here, I'm going to be honest though. I don't think anyone actually sleeps on Mace Windu. I just think there's other, they're there's upset other... that he, he doesn't get more action. He only gets a little bit of action in those movies, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, he's... I, I mean, he was supposed to in the four-hour cut of The Revenge of the Sith, but oh. you know, we'll never get that. Kind of getting back to A New Hope here. I, I mean, I, I like the uh, this scene that's even just kind of playing here in the background where R2, Luke discovers this, the hidden message that R2 is carrying, and then, you know... He's like, oh my god, she's beautiful. And even then, you don't you don't know that they're really nobody knows, you know. But it doesn't work for him when he tries to fix it, and then it works for 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 Obi Wan later on, you know. And I mean, I I I think it's pretty pretty funny for 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 Luke to kind of you know go through his his journey in this movie. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Like because it he you know, he wants he wants to leave. And he doesn't get, he gets denied, but his aunt and uncle are murdered by the empire. Yep. So he has no choice but to leave. And then the one guy that he's relying on, that's like, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to say family, but is like a friend and starts to kind of become his mentor. Nope. Dies. 
and then his new friends bunch of rebel scum yeah you, you rebel scum you know end up you know they just band together mm. and you know then and the rest is history after that but it, it's it's a it's a great characterization for a protagonist that has to go through some troublesome times and i think maybe comparing luke to anakin as to like their journey of having difficult decisions made before them like you think about you know leia right and and again the the kenobi show helped create a little bit more of it and you know i I personally, I don't, I don't agree with some of the decisions that were made, but I digress. Like her as a, a young adult in this movie, she's already got some stature. She's a princess yeah. and of Alderaan comes from a, you know, uh, is well a part of a wealthy family and has a lot of backing, a lot of power mm-hmm. and, you know, is trying to fight the empire because it's the right thing to do. And, you know, obviously she gets captured, but that's because it's just kind of in the line of, you know, her her fight of the empire. Um, but then Luke, who is on a farm and on a and on Tatooine, where there's nothing but sand and and two Ta- suns, that's it's hot as hell. Yeah, isn't Tatooine on the outer rim too? So yeah. it's like it's way the f- out. It's not even in like the, the it's it's nowhere close. The main sector. Yeah, of so, the galaxy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's no empire control there. Right. So, um, you'll, you know, you'll find nothing but, you know, scoundrels and villains and all that kind of stuff, uh, uh, here on Moise Isley. Yep. You know, it's a great place. Sounds like a great bar, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know, I think just the, the, what he has to go through and, you know, again, like I said before, his parents is, or his, his uh, guardians get killed. His mentor gets killed. Like, you know, obviously, like Leia knows and knew and knew about you know Obi Wan, but like at that part where we see, because Leia's right there on the Death Star, you know, it's what Luke sees him first. You know, you know, become one with the Force, and it's not like Leia freaks out there. And that was sort of my problem with the Kenobi show, like they made Leia like a, a focus as in, a, a, instead of Luke. Whereas in in this movie here, you know, which again started it all, Luke's the one that is you know depressed and is feeling down on the Millennium Falcon, and Luke says, "I just can't believe he's gone." Like you know, Leia's consoling him, but that's a good point. You know, like she, he's the one like grieving for his his old you know friend and and you know again the sort of like mentor guardian angel basically kind of watching after him from afar and. Uh, you know, he's the one that's that gets shook, not yep. Leia. Can't believe he's gone. So that's that was kind of my again. Like, I'm not going to go into the Kenobi show a lot, but that was my my a pet peeve of mine. I'll say, like nothing Good against point. them using and, and introducing Leia more. Like she kind of knew to call out Ben Kenobi, but like help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. And she says, like, you know, years ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Talking about Bail Organa. Here we go. Clone Wars again. What was it? Yeah. So, I mean, I I think for the sake of, you know, again, looking, when they try to add these other things that fit into the context of the original trilogy, like, it's kind of like, careful, 
because you're only going to screw your shows, your movies up. You can't touch these are these are you can't touch these. These are these are these are fucking golden. Yeah. You know, like don't say there's anything wrong with them because there's not. You know, uh, and and there never will be. So, <laughs> yeah, again, that's that's just sort of a again like a peppy thing, like, like I said, but um, I think for what this movie offers and an introduction of everything, right? Like, you know, like even even here where where Luke gets jumped by by the sun people. And Obi-Wan has to come to his rescue and he does the cry at dragon howl, which at the time didn't know what it, what it was again, because it's, you know, going back to like the, however I, however young I was when I first saw this, but mm-hmm. there was a, a card game, a trading card game um, that I still have. Again, it's probably came out in the mid nineties that was based on the OG trilogy and it, you know, would show the cards and it was actually pretty, pretty technical card game um, that I played with some friends and those cards were worth value at the time. I have no idea if they're worth any value now, but um, it's actually pretty fun. You basically, one person plays the light side, one per- person plays the dark side. It's actually really cool. Uh, maybe we could play one day. Interesting. Um, but uh, like, be done. like they, the, the part where Obi-Wan comes in here uh, or again, like Ben Kenobi at the time, and he makes this again the, the cry of dragon howl. That was the name of a card in in the card in the game. game. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that's what it was. And then we hear more about like what a what a, like a crate dragon is, and it's these giant beasts that exist on Tatooine, and we can see like the skeleton of one at one point in the movie here. Yep. And then of course in the Mandalorian, we get to actually see one. Yeah, which that's is, pretty cool. Which was great from you know John Favreau and Dave Filoni. So. Um, again, like certain callbacks to the OG trilogy is always, always a welcome. Um, but man, hello there. Just look at him. <sighs> Sir Alec hello Harris. there, dude. Again, like what another legendary actor. And I, I know I love seeing how he would have recognized. No, R2. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I, I thought it was, I thought, I thought, I thought his memory gets. Oh yeah, his wiped. memory gets wiped. Yeah, at the end of uh, Rogue One, I believe. Yeah. 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 I went back and watched Rogue. Actually, I think it was a week or two ago. I watched the prequels in Rogue One again. Um, because yeah. I knew we were doing this, so it's kind of just leading up to this movie, mm-hmm. kind of just getting in the vibe. Which... I didn't watch Rogue One, but I did watch that hallway scene that leads directly into. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, I love how they did that too. Like it, that was it, so cool. it, it literally is a scene by scene connection from one movie to the other. And, uh, yeah, he, he claims to be the property of Obi-Wan Kenobi. He was, I thought he was dead. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Obi-Wan. You know, and you think about it, just something as simple as that. Like, and I, I remember thinking when he says, no, it's me. He's not dead, not yet, right? And I just thought, dude, Sir Alec Guinness's acting in this is just phenomenal. You know, and I remember watching some uh, interviews from him, like who he was a pretty esteemed actor at that time. Dude, wasn't he like super? He's like, what the f- am I doing? <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, he had no idea. And I, I mean, obviously, like, I don't remember when he, what year he passed away or if you got to, if you really got to see like the success of this. But I mean, if you were even like in his late nineties to see how, how this IP has become the, you know, the biggest beloved IPs of all time and to go, you know what, like your character of Obi-Wan literally paved the way for, you know, you and McGregor to base his Obi-Wan off of, Yeah, you know, in the, into the prequels. And like he, like even you and McGregor said, like when he was prepping for Kenobi, like, you know, he had to go back and watch, you know, you know, his old, you know, the prequels to kind of get back into it. But he also watched, you know, a new hope to get more into the older Kenobi, you know, and Al Guinness. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, guys, I mean, he's been, he was knighted guys, sir. in his name, you know, yeah. there's only a few people and a few actors. And, and, and I think every actor that has sir in front of their, front of their name is just great. Sir Ian McKellen, sir, Anthony Hopkins, sir, Sean Connery. Sure, exactly. Dude. It's just, it's like, find me a, find me an actor that, that has sir in their name and, and tell me they're not a great actor. Wow. You can't, yeah. you can't. Yeah. So the fact that we have, we have, you know, when we were blessed and I think I'm sure even George Lucas was probably like, can't believe he's doing this. Yeah. I'm sure he's just like, I can't believe I got him. It's for like, this. yeah, the mid seventies, late seventies. And here we go. Oh my God. And we got Sir Alec Guinness to be in Star Wars. Holy in the middle of the desert. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of a desert in another country on another continent. And it's hot as hell outside. Sandy, windy, terrible shooting conditions, but you know what? They're there making it done. And I think the other cool thing about this scene when he shows his lightsaber, like obviously when you originally watched this on, on VHS, like, I mean, it's pretty close the way it is here. Cause it's not blue. It's almost like a it looks kind of white. Yeah. It's like a white, white blue. And, and there was a re I forget what it was. I think Lucas was talking about it. like in, in an interview of, of his, of as to why it looked that way. Um, because they wanted to, again, it's what, 1977? Yeah. Or, you know, when it came, came out, out so filming in 76 and all that kind of stuff. So, like, you're trying to, um, you know, get this to show up on screen. Same thing with the Red Saber, too. Um, yeah. And, uh, dude, uh, this is another great part where we're trying to get, we get the explanation of, like, what happened to his father, right? How did How did Luke's father die? And you just see the thought process and again great acting by sir alec guinness who he, he does this like oh damn uh well didn't know if i would have this About conversation that <laughs> yeah kind of chopped him up left him to burn so and then f-ed him up again like 10 years later uh chopped up his face left him to die again but we called it quits at that point so i don't know what he's doing but he's out there yeah, pretty sure he's still alive, but because uh, that was my biggest question is, what happened between episode three, three and four in episode four? Yeah, to where Vader stopped looking for him, or stopped doing this, stopped doing that, and we found out in the belo- very beloved last episode of Obi Wan Kenobi show, which we're not going to talk about, obviously, but um, but you you see why, and you're it almost gives you more of a level of respect for Obi-Wan. Yeah. Cause even after all this heartache he's gone through, you know, he's, he's still able to 
care. Yeah, and and he says, you know, a young Jedi named Darth Vader, which uh, who he was a pupil of mine until he turned to evil, which a young Jedi named Darth Vader, who was a pupil of mine until he turned to evil, helped the Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. Notice he doesn't say like, well, it was you know your father Anakin Skywalker. Uh, who then who turned to evil and then called himself Darth Vader. He doesn't word it like that, right? He helped the Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights, which is true. It's true. And, and, and again, you see that in the Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor video games. You see that in the Marvel comics that, that, they, that takes place after episode three. And then he says... He betrayed and murdered your father, which is true from a certain point of view. Yeah, that's the key word is from a certain point. But he even yeah, he says Vader was seduced by the dark star of the force, which is which is 100 percent accurate. Vader was seduced by the dark side of the force. Oh, yeah. 100 percent accurate, you know, and it's just it's just the way it sort of is broken down like. You know, and even at that time, you know, we were, I, I think even Lucas said uh, initially they weren't like Darth Vader was going to be completely separate and not related to Luke or, or Leia. But it, it's, it's interesting when you think about, oh man, this, this Darth Vader guy, like we, we, we've seen him. So this dude's bad that we saw in the beginning of the movie and then he murdered Luke's father. You know, and again, certain point of view, which that's the one thing that Kenobi kind of helped connect the dots to. And yeah, and you know, because as we as we find we when we see the final showdown between Vader and, and Kenobi in this movie, he says, you know, when we last met, I was but the learner, but now I am the but master. Now I am, I the, am master. the master. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Only a master of evil, Darth. And dude, like, and, and uh, Kenobi says, "Only a master, live, a master of evil, Darth." And again, when you see the the throwback to Kenobi, and that's when you 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 see them fighting, and you know Obi Wan knows at that point that he is full evil. Yep. And sure, Obi-Wan beat him because it's like, oh, listen, I beat you once on Mustafar. I beat you again here for what planet they were on, but it's, it was some random planet. Point. Yeah, it's besides the point. You still beat him. Yep. You know, and it's just like, and technically, I think you probably could have beaten him on the Death Star, but he knew that number one, it would could have been, it could have taken a little bit longer. Like the fight could have dragged out, but he had to do it in order to. Let them escape. Let them escape, yeah. And again, like he knew that he'd already, you know, become, he knew he was going to become you know, more powerful than he could possibly imagine by becoming one with the Force, just as Qui-Gon Jinn did. Yep. And then he becomes a Force ghost, so he can still train and talk to, to Luke and help him learn the ways of becoming a Jedi like his father before him. So like it's just so beautifully done and how mad you think Vader was 
when he just disintegrates <laughs> and he's like, that mother <laughs> did it again. God. Yeah, he, he he's strikes like, him. He's thinking like, I'm going to chop this dude in half. He's like, finally, I'm going to get my... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chop him down, right? And he just like, you just see the saber drop and like, there's nothing. He's like stomping on his Jedi robes. Like, wait a second. Wh- what? He's just like... <sighs> Prepare my chambers. I'm going to go rage. And he's like, and he, yeah, he, he's like walking towards the door as they're closing. And which I, I'd like to think that Vader could have just stopped the doors. Um, we've seen it. He could have. Oh, yeah. But for some reason. But he was so distraught that he didn't get to finally beat Obi-Wan. They, he was he's a little shook. Yeah. He, he had the yips. Yeah. Poor Vader. Yeah. Vader, Vader was uh, robbed by actually defeating Obi-Wan. <laughs> Because Obi-Wan, I mean, as Anakin finds out later on in life, uh, or life after death, that Obi-Wan's been living this entire time <laughs> since uh, New Hope. So yep. it's like, damn, like five years later, it's you're still like, alive? He's man. <laughs> yeah. Looks like, I'm like, I can't go at all, Duran. It's too far. He's like, bro, your sister needs your help. You just don't know it yet. It, yeah. Again, it's like he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to jump into it, but he realizes that uh, you really don't have any yeah. any choice. Um, but so, what would your favorite part of this movie be? <sighs> Dude, it's so hard to to really like really pinpoint. Uh, the whole movie is my favorite part. What? Yeah, but you got to pick one part. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so hard. I mean, <sighs> I'm being honest. It might be this scene. Oh yeah, where Vader Vader just chokes. You know, dude. like I want to say it's the the finale at the end. I mean, I think but it's either this or it's with when Vader and Obi Wan are together at the end. Yeah, because even here, like we hear that uh, the yeah the Emperor dissolved the dissolved the entire Senate. So, yeah, the old Republic is is done from the prequels. It's like they don't. Don't mean jack shit anymore. Yep. It's just basically re- regional governors. But, I mean, yeah, I think this scene is definitely one of my favorite scenes. I mean, I think the whole ending, you know, with flying down the trench to the, to the you know, to attack yeah. the Death Star to blow it up. He uses the force to shoot the freaking... Let- Use the force, Luke. Let go. Go, Luke. I mean, Let you know, go, Han Solo Luke. coming back. Yahoo! You know, yep. saving, literally saving the day. What? What? Yeah. Look out. Spins Darth Vader into space. Yeah, man. That really threw me for a loop because then obviously he gets flown, blows up, and then you're just like, oh, well, all right. What happened to Vader? And then obviously you find out in the very beginning of the next one. Don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways, Lord Vader. Your sad devotion to the ancient religion has not helped you conjure up the stolen data tapes. It's like, all right, I've had enough of this. <laughs> yeah. Like, and good good acting just, by him, but like... Everyone's just forced to watch how awkward it is. Just dude's like, like blinking a bunch, like holding his like, hand to his mouth. Like, I like how old guy right here is just nothing. Like, he's just like, whatever. I've seen Vader do this once before. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Should have just killed him. I said it. Yeah, like we said earlier, she just killed him. <laughs> um, other favorite parts? I mean, the whole introduction to Han Solo at the first? cantina. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Han shot first, you know? I mm-hmm. mean, 
Uta Guta Solo. Uta Guta Solo. Yes. Tell Jabba. Oh, it's a, it's a Tulade. Over my dead body. That's the point. Over my dead body. Ba Bam. And he just flips a coin to the bartender. Sorry about the trouble. Yeah, Han Solo is so cool. Go ahead, man. I, I, like, I know why Harrison Ford doesn't like Han Solo after all these years, but, like... Just know the fandom does. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, you know, again, thanks to George Lucas, you know, but just, it's just his acting and his, his attitude as Han Solo is just one of the, again, one of the greatest characters. Uh, one of the, one of the best smuggler. Definitely one of the cooler characters in Star Wars, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I mean, they've tried to replicate him a couple times. Um, in other games, which, you know, I think they've kind of come close, but it's a game, so it's not live action. I don't think they've, you know, come close to it, and I don't think they ever will because no one else is Harrison Ford for that no. matter. But um, other favorite parts, man, like I said, it without quoting and saying and talking about every single scene in this movie, see, um, I mean, I think everything, like, even just on the Death Star too, like when they're in the trash compactor. Oh yeah. You know, when he's like, Oh, everything's fine here. Um, now we're all good. How are you? He's like, who is this? What's your code? And he's like, he shoots the communication device and it's this boring conversation. And we look, we're going to have company. Uh, boring conversation anyway. Uh, and they get out and there's that, uh, line. Well, someone gets this walking carpet. Um, out of my way. <laughs> Man, my, Dude, my boy Chewie gets no love. Yeah, like... Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? Yeah, just the banter between Han and Leia. Yeah. Is just fantastic. Look, your worshipfulness, let's get one thing straight. I take orders from just one person, me. I mean, I would say all numerous favorite parts, every part that has Darth Vader in it. Oh yeah, I mean, it's that's... just hard to beat that. You know, I mean, I think, I mean, it's it's hard. I think, yeah, it's hard to pick favorites. But um, what 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 about you? What, what would you? I'm sure my favorite other parts will be be yours as well. But what, I mean, I what mean, would you say, well, here's the thing: is that so? I love this, but I think it's the the weaker out of the out of the three out of the three. Yeah, so it's um, it's not my favorite, but it's, it's sure, but sure. I love it. Um, but, um, definitely when Vader's in any scene, but, uh, uh, definitely when Obi-Wan and Vader go at it because it's not this like epic fight. It's kind of boring, but it's more so just like, you're just waiting because like you knew they met years ago. Yeah. And like, so because at this point you've heard so much about Obi-Wan, you've heard about Clone Wars, you've heard about Vader killing Luke's dad and this, that, and the other. Um, and then it just, you get to see it. And you, so you're just there watching the whole fight. Yeah. I mean, yeah, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Just like these prime examples of using the force and the weak minded. Um, uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, one of the greatest sounds ever created. TIE fighter. Uh, tie, TIE fighter sounds. Yep. Uh, uh, Find a sound for that. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, I'll find a sound. I, I don't know if I could do it right now. It's like that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, my foot's a little dry from talking, but 
Um, like, yeah, it's oh, definitely. I, I was actually talking to someone who had never seen Star Wars the other day, and um, those people exist. There's a few of them. Oh my god, um, who was it? Do I know them? No, no. Okay. And um, I was explaining to them because the other person, the third person uh, there with us, has watched Star Wars, and I was like, and he'll agree with me here. Tie Fighter is the coolest sound ever. And he's like, yeah, that's the coolest sound of all time. And I literally just pulled up Tie Fighter sound on YouTube <laughs> to pull it, and she's like, interesting. I'm like, yeah. Interesting. Imagine hearing that in the sky when you're just out walking about on Tatooine, and yeah. she's like, "Huh? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, definitely great sounds that were created. And again, just the it's all practical. I mean, obviously the again John Williams, uh, legendary composer. Uh, every, everything, every song that every, yeah, every song that he composed for this movie, I mean, the entire trilogy of course, um, is fantastic. Even obviously in the prequels, but there's a 10 hour loop on YouTube for the Moe's Eisley Cantina. That's too much. <laughs> yeah. Love it though. Yeah. But too much. I used to use those for, um, computer tests back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And to like, see how things would run. Um, cause it's like, it does video and audio. It's just, it's just iconic, you know? And again, when it leads up to the, the whole Han Solo, Luke Skywalker scene about who's going to fly it, kid. You, you bet I can't much too bad about myself. Is it like, calm down, calm down, calm down. Uh, also then when we, which is actually a little interesting here too, when, when Obi-Wan chops off, uh, uh old pig nose here mm-hmm. and we see blood. Yeah. That's the only time I ever see it. Yeah. Love that. But that, never see it again. Yeah. You know, because everything else is like, well, technically the lightsabers cauterize the wounds. But hey, it's okay. Yeah, no, it's fine. You know, that, things change after 1977. So. You're dang right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Obi-Wan, again, just took off that arm. This isn't the first arm I've chopped off, bruh. Best back off <laughs> everyone's like all right you know, back to drinking and doing drugs whatever they do here on this this cantina yeah any uh, well again do you like favorite lines too there's a ton i already, I already mentioned some of them but like the, i don't i don't have too many favorite lines off the top of my head i can quote from this movie but that's just because i have a terrible memory i mean i love the insults right like fast ship we've never heard of the millennium falcon if it's a fast ship, fast ship, you've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's the ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. I also love the, what did, they, what did Family Guy call it? Um, their renditions of all the original movies are fantastic. And I, I highly rec- recommend watching them. I've only seen the first one. What? Yeah, I've oh never, my god, dude. I've never been able to see the other All right, two. We're watching the other two. Holy crap! For some reason, like growing up, whenever they would play the first one, they would only play the first one. It's like, all right, well, I guess I'll never see the other two. Cool. I know we're we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch all three. They're not long. No, God, no. It's like forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah. But they do such a great time of, you know, compressing everything and just, but still adding in like the like also the better parts of the movie. So that keeps yeah. the story on track, but, um, it's when like, you know, Chris Griffin plays Luke Skywalker and, and when Han Solo played by Peter Griffin talks about, 
Yeah, I think Chris Griffin says, isn't that uh, isn't aren't parsecs a measurement of uh of like time or whatever? And he's like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Yeah, I would have to see it. Um, that was pretty funny, but yeah, I mean, I think other lines again, obviously, like you know, may the force be with you. Oh yeah, I said I said that today at work. Um, doesn't get said enough, in my opinion. Uh, you know. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, I think just some of the quotes that maybe like, you know, Vader says. Um, but again, it kind of really depends on like who you're with. Like, you know, Uta Guta Solo from Greedo. But in this version too, uh, well, I guess every version now that you kind of see with the added Jabba the Hutt scene. Oh yeah, and like Boba Fett and everything like that, um, which is interesting, you know, because it's he calls him "you're a wonderful human being," <laughs> when Job is not a human being, but he's a slug. Yeah, he's a giant, lazy slug. Um, but was there anything? Is oh like, yeah, there's nothing I don't like about the movie. Again, like it's not out of the no. three, um, it's. I rank it third. Yeah. But it doesn't, I mean, that's, that's, but again, it's not last. No way. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like of all the star Wars movies that, that exist, like I love revenge of the Sith, but I would still put this movie above it. Oof. See, I don't do that. No, that's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It. So, so what do you, what do you give just new hope? Like, oh, uh, yeah. So, like, what would you give New Hope rating wise? Yeah, mm-hmm. because obviously, we man, this is the first of many. Well, the first of six, at least. Yeah, um, and, seven. Okay, yeah, seven. Yeah, um, but ooh, um, and also, real quick, I just want to never mind it, cut what. You can just cut that part. I, I, I wanted to be like, look at Vader in that one shot. Look at him. Where is he looking? Imagine being that guy talking with Tarkin. Or, or, Vader's, or, yeah. yeah Vader's dude, standing he, behind him, and this dude's like, he's just looking. He's like, Vader's looking through Tarkin right at this dude over what here. Do you, yeah, what do you do? <laughs> and look at Buddy on the left. See? Buddy won't even look at Vader. He's just it's looking at Tarkin. absolutely terrifying. Fear, yeah, the fear and the terrifying stature that Vader just has like I love it because I, f- I forget how tall he's supposed to be he's supposed six, to be like, four or yeah, yeah, like five six, five, or six, something five, like or that thing. yeah dude, dude. Cause, and anyone whenever he walks it's the one thing I love about Vader he stops abruptly right in front of you every single yeah. time or he'll just abruptly turn yeah. it's amazing and he kind of has to, and and it's because like of his robotic limbs. That yeah, it's like it's not like he has. <laughs> he doesn't have like um, uh, like peripheral vision, like he kind of does, but like it, it's limited in the in his helmet. Like yeah, from, from like the views that we at least from like what we've seen in in, um, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, we get it at the end, and then I don't remember if we see it in. I don't in think. Obi-Wan. Do we see it in Obi Wan? I don't, I don't maybe think, one time. Yeah, maybe once. But um but um yeah, anyway, continue. Um yeah, rating wise, man, 
gosh. Um, oh, here we go. Dude, it is so hard for me to give it, give this a rating. I mean, I'm trying to think to myself where I would place uh, episode five and six real quick. Um, I already know what episode five is. Yeah, I know what five uh, is. I know where six I, is. I think we have the same ranking. I'm going to say this is probably a 95% to me. Okay. 95. Yeah. Okay. 94. Okay. I would say 92, 93, 93. I'm going to go 93. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can, I can, I can, I can stick with that. You know, like, yeah, between like 93 to 95 ish. It's just, I don't know, man. It's, there's just something about Star Wars. It's just awesome. It's the only word there is to, to describe it. And it, it the cool thing is, is that no matter what you can, you can spot like a Star Wars fan. A oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You can just utter the words like, may the force be with you. And someone will probably say it back to you. Yeah. Or like, again, like those, those little, those phrases where someone yep. says like, hello there. And it's just like, you, even if they don't think about it, you could be like, Obi-Wan. Like, ah, you know, or like, you know, I've got a bad feeling about this. You'd be like, you know, we're about to be stuck in a tractor beam. Get out. Um, and again, just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to go into other movies or anything like that, either, um, you know, yet, but, um, yeah. Also, I did see this. It looks um, like this is a hunk of junk. I did see this thing. Piece of junk. Um, it was this meme, and it was just like Star Wars making ponchos cool since 1977. And oh I, yeah, and I'm just like, you know what? That's true. Yeah, they did put ponchos in style. Oh yeah, you got you got the uh, the lucky dice on the Millennium Falcon. Yep. And uh, which you know, even then, um, uh, I guess it was kind of a. Good call back to throw that in the solo movie, but I don't really talk about that either. Um, hmm. But I just like how when they when they leave, God, just seeing the ship and knowing that like that's not that's a practical effect. Yeah, like I think it's something that people kind of just you know might forget is that this one like as to when these movies were made and the technology that George Lucas envisioned and, and used in this time frame. Was I, I still think even then, like way before its time, and the fact that it still holds up forty something years later, yeah, you know, just speaks to how amazing like these these shots look. Like I'm sitting here playing through, uh, you know, the new Jedi Survivor game, you know, playing on 4K graphics, mm-hmm. and it just I'm like, oh, it looks beautiful. But then I look at this movie right here, and I'm like, this still looks just as beautiful to me it's so it's so weird in a, in a great way and it yeah. just it just major you know major kudos to you know what lucas and i mean you know spielberg was a was a little, little bit of a help on that too um and that whole team you know consisted of and um you know when we you know first see the uh i guess this this would be a interesting part too here where we see the Death Star blow up Alderaan. Yeah. She tries to lie. She's like, they're on Dantooine. And, uh... Psych. 
Psych, which I will say, you know, it was kind of cool when you, um, I mean, because you've played Knights of, the, Knights of the Old Republic, right? Yeah. So, like, when you hear her mention Dantooine, and, like, in the game, you go to Dantooine, and, like, you see that there's, like, an actual, like, there was, like, a Jedi stronghold there. Yep. And in the movie, they're, like, yeah, there's nothing but, like, old ruins, and, like, everything's been abandoned for, for years. And uh, it's, like, more like centuries at that point. Centuries. Or millennia, but... Um, but yeah, like it's so cool to kind of, kind of see that from like, you know, uh, a game, but, um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're far too trusting. Say fire when ready. And just that, that, mm, yeah, that sound sounds. effect. And when you just first see the death star, like, like, and there's those two dudes that are just like standing next to it. I'm like, uh, is that causing radiation or absolutely they're dead in <laughs> two weeks tops the i mean w- the way they're gonna start it's the fastest off. growing position aside from being a captain in lord vader's presence on his on his, I mean, ship. On his ship yeah it's like hey there's another what was pres- ship called the destroyer or something? Uh, the executor the executor yeah it's like hey there's another um vacant position for hey, uh there's, uh, a, there's another ad for execute oh no that's vader's ship who's that oh don't apply for that one no Pay's good, but I won't be able to enjoy the pay for very long. That's the problem. See, at that point, I'd be like, you know what? I'm okay with having a desk job on the executor. I'm fine with doing the IT work. You know, there's some uh, there's something I forgot about when I was watching it. Um, when Obi Wan gets shook here, cause yeah, he's like because he feels the planet just blow up, and you're just like, oh wow, he's like in there. He yeah. Feels- feels all those lives die and he says like millions but i want to say it was probably more like billions yeah you know a minor detail but like it goes to show and talk about like even like what when we see you know yoda eventually talk about like what the force is and i mean he does you know briefly explain it to to luke he goes well the force is what you know gives the jedi their their strength you know it it surrounds us it binds all life together and so when you think about uh this this part is hilarious too, but I'll, I'll pause it here for a second. But when uh, when you see the planet blow up, and again, like just the acting from Alligan, it's like, oh man, like something just. Sir Alligan, sorry. He he's like, man, something terrible just happened, and it's like, well, yeah, the force just blow just got blown up. Yeah. So on a planetary scale. Yeah. I felt a great disturbance in the force. As if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. I fear something terrible has happened. The little hollow projector fight scene between R2 and, and Chewie. Yeah. It's like, you made a fair fair move, but then we we see more about Wookiees, right? And yeah, it's because a droid don't pull people's arms out of their socket when we lose. What is about upsetting a droid? It's because a droid don't pull people's arms out of their sockets when they lose. And I always wanted to see that happen. Hmm. It, the, the simple flex when Chewie just puts his hands behind his head like, yeah, I'll do it. Love it. Dare me. Well, yeah, and then Luke, you know, has puts a little, uh, you know, helmet on, has the, the blank visor on so he can't see out of it yep and then he finally um you know gets he he, he blocks the little training droid shots a step one you know small step into a, you know, a much larger uh, world of becoming a jedi yeah i mean again like overall just the way 
the story has its ebbs and flows, you know, for the, the main plot itself, uh, which is, which is great. Um, we see conflict, we see the characters develop even like in a single movie. Yeah. You know, we like, even for someone like, um, and even for the droids, I'll say, you know, uh, to where they were on a ship that where they had their memory memories wiped to, you know, being under the service of Luke and, you know, R2 almost dying in the, on more than one on the occasion. X-Wing. Yeah, actually, yeah, more than one occasion. Um, but then just, you know, C-3PO just kind of, you know, I guess being there along the way. Mm. Um, but yeah, every every character had their their development in this movie, which was great to see again. Great writing for all the characters, um, and just the main plot points again, where we see the story take place from you know Tatooine, from the starships to the Death Star, you know, to picking up you know characters along the way, rescuing characters, going back to a hidden rebel base on on Yavin Four. To go in like, hey, we need to, you know, stop this Death Star. Uh, otherwise, the whole Rebel Alliance is toast. Yeah. You know, so they're, um, you know, backed into a corner. That's no moon. Yeah, that's another one. That's no moon. That's no moon. It's a space station. I can't, again, I, I could just get sucked right into it and just watch the whole movie every single time. Yeah. Um, the fact that I'm like skipping forward through this is a, uh, is blasphemous. Um, but yeah, no, even this part too, where he says, I have, I have sense of presence. I've not felt since. And then he just dot, walked dot, off. Dot. Yeah. And I'm like, since when bro? There it is. Since when? I sense something. A presence I've not felt since. I sense something. Presence I've not felt since. He's like, I haven't seen. He's like, oh, I know who this is. Master Kenobi. Even the officers don't know what to do. There's like, um, all right, well, get back to work, guys. They're like, uh, all right, cool. Everyone's standing his way. Where's Lord Vader going? Oh, he's leaving. Okay, 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 okay. We go. We're good. We're good. We're good. Same um, thing happens at work with my boss. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's just great. I love every, every I love every moment of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Every moment of Star Wars. I mean, of the original trilogy. And and most of the see most of the prequels, some parts obviously, but we'll we'll get to those eventually. Yeah. Um, but I mean, God, what what else is there to say? Like, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say. It just it paved the way. Yeah. For so much. Yeah, I mean, and I, I know, like, just again, like back in the day when, um, you know, you couldn't buy tickets in advance and you had to go to the theater and wait in line honestly i miss those days i do too honestly like the last movie i waited in line for was bvs 2015 that was the last movie i remember waiting in line for i don't remember the last movie i waited in line for because i'm i want to say even when even when, when Rogue One came out in 2016, I think I think we got, I don't remember if they had assigned seating. I think you could buy tickets in advance digitally, but 
I think we still had to wait. I think we still had to wait in line to get good yeah, seats. Yeah, you did. You did because you, you you could buy tickets. You just couldn't buy seats. Yeah. So I know I know Rogue One in 2016 was one of them. Uh, I want to say Doctor Strange, the first Doctor Strange was as well. So I think that might have been the same year, 2016 maybe? That was... Um, was it 2017? That was 17. Okay, so I waited in line for, for that as well. Because remember I saw that in uh, Point Orlando IMAX. Um, I don't remember where I saw Doctor Strange at. But beyond that, I don't know. Yeah, anyways, I don't... Wait, yeah, I, I miss it. But 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 standing in line for Star Wars movies was something special. Where, and again, I I remember again like when they when Lucas put them out after the special editions came out, and I waited in line with my parents to go see them, and um. I mean, people dressed up, you know, and it was just a fun time. Yeah. And of course, you kind of you wanted to get there early to get good seats too, but, um, you know, and then of course I did it again for the prequels, uh, which was a lot of fun. I think I even dressed up, um, uh, in, in like some Jedi robes. Uh, I know I did for Revenge of the Sith. Don't remember if I did for Clone Wars or not. Uh, or Attack of the Clones, rather. So. Um, I have to go back and think, but yeah, it's it's kind of sad though that you you don't really get that anymore. It's just it's yeah it's it's all different now. Like maybe yeah, like it, like I think people would still dress up to go see a movie, but yeah, yeah, just the times have changed because of technology. And like, sure, it's nice to kind of pick your pick your seats in advance, but now it's just a race online to go so you can click get there first on the app yeah that's which, exactly which how it changes is. it now like it's that whole feeling um run luke run yeah let me shoot the door it's like damn look at that yeah and i think it's kind of interesting too because the movie's not long the movie's two hours right no. so great great amount of time but when obi-wan dies here there's still about 30 minutes left uh in which encapsulates the whole you know, third act essentially. Yeah. And it's just nothing but space fight. Yeah. It's a dog fight. It's awesome. Yeah. Like you get the action, you know, and it sets up the, the whole future for the rebel Alliance. And then how the empire responds. Like you, know, you created this whole ginormous weapon that you've been working on it for decades and it gets blown up. It's blown up with a uh, two meter wide hole. That's nothing bigger than a swamp. That rat. was an L. It was an L. What? That is the. Wasn't it like this? Uh, Which is why he had to use the force in the first place. The hole. Yeah. No, I mean it was like no, like it would it would have to shoot in and then go down. Oh yeah. 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 So it's like against all odds. Imagine being the emperor. You're doing your, you're doing what you need to do, and you get that FaceTime call like, "Hey, uh, your highness." Um, so remember that like multi-trillion-dollar military base you were building that would like blow up planets? Yeah. Uh, so some teenager just blew that up. Yeah. Well, there's a <laughs> there's a, a robot chicken. Yes, there's skit a, about that. It's hilarious. Oh god, great, great one. Because it's like when Lord Vader is like, "You've been floating in space." Like you must smell awful. <laughs> uh, it's to- totally great. Um, 
but yeah, like, it's like yeah, quintillion dollar planetary destruction space station. Um, and also, you just lost a couple hundred thousand employees, at least, and soldiers. Yeah, high officers, all that kind of stuff. Just, just gone. All the ships, all the star destroyers, right? Like, probably walkers on there. Everything, you know, you need yeah, it. Just walkers. completely gone. Um, actually, there's another um, line here that uh, I've I've used. Uh, especially with my family or something like that is when uh, uh, red leader red red one makes this makes this run and he he's like it's it's a way and he misses and doesn't go in here it just like hits the side doesn't go in so you had first attempt didn't go in negative 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 <laughs> negative negative Negative. It didn't go in. Um, my mom will ask me a question. I'll respond like that sometimes, like negative, negative. <laughs> um, but then the goat comes in here and is like, "I'm just gonna destroy everyone real quick." Hold on. You got a you got a, a Sith Lord, one of the best fighter pilots from the Jedi from the Republic era, coming in and just wiping out all these. Uh, all these, all these, these rebel, rebel pilots. Scum. Yeah. Until one of them gets shook by Han Solo. Because he's like, ah, you know what? Change it is heart. about the money, but I kind of want to be a hero too. And, uh, you know, I hate the Empire. So, and I kind of want the girl. Yeah. You know, so. so yeah, and lose it, my friend. Okay, too, you know. But yeah. we've been through some shit. Um, but yeah, that's it's a win. R- it's a win for all. R two gets toasted, but it's cool to hear too. Though I think it's a good, uh, make pivotal moment where Vader realizes like the force is strong with this one. The force is strong with this one. About this, about this pilot, yeah. and you know, you obviously it's not in the in the movie, but you got to think that like I wonder if Vader was like, hmm, could they have had a jet? Could this be a Jedi that the rebels have been hi- like hiding this whole time? Like, could have been. But, um, you know, that's when, boom, Hansel is like, remember me, boys, look out, clips. <laughs> and he, Vader just got yeeted out into space. Love it. Here we go. We're about to see this. It was like left and right just goes in this hole. Ooh, stand by. I, I mean, I do, I do like some of like the, like the like the ring explosion. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. Like like the shock waves of that, because it adds a little bit more than just like the bunch of specks that are essentially like people. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, the force is with you always. Yep. And then you know they go back and they get the huge celebration. Um. Funny story about uh, I heard when they're going and getting like the medals, right? Is that there were all the people were um, like calling them names and making fun of them as they're walking up the aisle. Really? Yeah. Because they're all Brits, I think. Because um, I think they filmed this in, in London or whatever. Okay. Um, 
but I think it was kind of funny. That's why that's why there's music over it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I think Lucas talks about it. If you watch the um like the director's cut where like he just kind of talks over like the the actual the actual movie. Yeah. I love watching those things. I've watched them all for Lord of the Rings. Um I haven't watched one in a while, but I used to watch them all the time. Yeah. All I mean, obviously we don't have time like we used to once, uh, once upon a time, but yeah, that's true. Um, but no, like it, it just, it, like it ends like in a, a great, like upbeat, like, just great shot at the end. You got all your main characters, Chewie, Han, Leia, Luke, R2, C3PO, you know, and a bunch of weird dudes in the back. Bunch of rebels. I <laughs> did nothing really. Um, Everyone, everyone else plan to put their life on the line, um, and then it ends, and then we get the again the great outro music from John Williams, and written and directed by George Lucas. You know, I, I mean, I, it's like I, w- I want to hear, and I really wish I would have. Uh, I mean, to some degree, uh, it's like when people talk about when they first saw Star Wars in theaters back in the day and just the impact it had, like we don't, we don't have that anymore. Um, we did. Yeah, we did. Now we don't. Yeah. Um, I said it the other day and I will say it again, but the first 10 years of Marvel was our Star Wars. Agreed. Yep. There is yep. nothing that will ever compare to that ever again. I can fully agree with you on that one. Um, but we'll, that's for another day. Yeah. Um, I don't know what other people have really rated it online. I mean, I, I can't imagine it being um, uh, poor, but just out of, um, you know, giggles. Um Let's just kind of see what uh, people on the old Rotten Tomatoes have said. Dude, 96 by audience score. Love it. Oh Both are high. God. Okay, sweet. And then critics even give a 93, which, I Dope. mean, if any critics said that, you know, again, it wasn't good, then. I mean, yeah, a legendary, expansive, and ambitious start to the sci-fi saga. George Lucas opened her eyes to the possibilities of blockbuster filmmaking and things have never been the same. And, you know, I think if there's anything else that is, you know, maybe close to that in our time, um, might be Dune. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. It's different. But it's much different. Yeah. But, but I mean, but George Lucas got some of his ideas from from the book of Dune. Yep. So, um, that's why he calls it, uh, space opera. God, I love Dune. But he also mixes in like some Western and some, some, you know, um, you know, samurai, you know, vibes. Yeah. In there. So Kurosawa. So it's like, he just picked like the best parts out of things and was like, boom, here's Star Wars. And we're just like, George, our mind's blown Yep. for 40 something years now. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I'm sure everyone that listens to this has probably seen Star Wars. And, um, I, although I, I, I have known some people over time that's like, I've never watched it. Where should I start? Uh, you start with episode four. 
you start with episode four, you watch five and six, and then you go back and then you watch one, two, and three. And then now I'd say you can, you can watch rogue one because it is a good little tie in to, to a new hope. Yeah. Thankfully. Um, and, and then you just look at that saga that, that Lucas created and it is fantastic, especially when you talk about like the, you know, this being the trilogy of, you know, at, at one time was the greatest trilogy of all time. Now, you know, I think out of any given day, I might jump back and forth between like, what's the greatest trilogy ever made this or Lord of the Rings? Cause man, <laughs> for me, it is a tough one. I would say I, I can't pick, man. It's well, I so would say, hard. I would say I would I would say Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars came out first. So in terms of like, what did I fall in love with first? What did I grow up loving first? Star Wars. But man, tough. Yeah, it's still it's still tough. It's still super tough. But um. So yeah, if you haven't seen Star Wars, um, watch it. You know, it got obviously it's uh, it is on Disney Plus, um, but I would implore people to buy it. You know, uh, buy a di- and some sort of edition if you can, because it is uh, amazing to own. You know, and again, it's something that you might fall in love with if you haven't already, and. Again, I'm sure if people listening to this are, I wouldn't even quite say diehard Star Wars fans, but even like, you know, um, like average Star Wars fans, I'd say most average Star Wars fans do own some version of, of Star Wars. And maybe not all six or, you know, um, seven, but at least like this original trilogy because it, it, you know, was such a phenomenal hit and uh, really paved the way for everything in movies, um, especially in the sci-fi genre, um, you know, by by George Lucas. So um, he's he's definitely uh, the goat for this. And um, you know, I would not be able to thank him enough. And I'm sure every Star Wars fan out there would never be able to thank him enough for his vision, his his ideas, uh, his ambition, his thoughtfulness for the characters his characters creatures worlds that he created uh, you know down to the you know, very noise that he heard inside his head um to the involvement of every every actor that he you know picked and you know again to to getting john williams to to do this um you know which you know also helped his career um <laughs> for just being a phenomenal uh composer so um yeah i mean again it was something we've talked about talked about before where you, we could just talk on and on and on and on, and on about yeah. star wars especially especially the og trilogy so um but yeah if you have anything to say about star wars you know obviously about this movie in particular because this is what this podcast episode is referring to uh yeah hit us up you know if you know us personally let us know you want to text us that works uh if you want to tweet at us tweet at us if you use twitter that is um you can look us up at the plot strikes back um or if you have to type it in it's the underscore psb underscore podcast follow us and all that kind of stuff 
um, share with your friends, you know, for those of you sharing our podcast out there, uh, we really, really do appreciate it. Kind of help get the word out there um, for movies that are, you know, classics, well-known movies, and obviously movies that you might not know about or maybe movies that you haven't seen yet, but uh, you kind of, you know, want to see and, and, you know, they're like, Hey, I'm glad you guys covered this. I've never seen this before and need, need a new, new movie to watch. And you guys covered it or, you know, thanks for talking about a classic like Star Wars. Um, you know, so again, this will only be the beginning of movies. And, uh, is there anything else you really want to you know, say about the movie or anything else? No, just stay tuned for the next, next few we got. I mean, I definitely yeah. see another Star Wars in the future. Um, yeah. Just based yeah. on, you know, not wanting to not watch the second one, which is my favorite Star Wars, but I imagine um, we'll probably cover so, it sometime later this year. Yeah, I can um, just stay tuned. Yeah, we'll try and space it out um, you know, just to give other movies some love and whatnot, but stay, stay tuned for that. And got to say it on, on this day. May the force be with you always. May the force be with you. Cheers. Remember, the force will be with you always.